We have important things to talk about. Old clips of Joe Biden surfacing that I actually think are going to help them, help him. Um, it's not the uh, Crocker Crocker one, is it? No, it's not that one. Okay. And uh, and <clears throat> and uh, and some Tucker we want to play for you, but I just wanted to lay this out here. This is a this is more this is a this is a me trying to create public shaming that helps me be a better person. I see. Yesterday I ate. This is all I ate yesterday. This is the sum total of what I ate yesterday. Is this kind of your high I'm Jack and I'm a hog moment? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. From one hog to another. The only things I ate yesterday, because I do the uh, intermittent fasting, so I only eat between oh, yes. like noon and uh, six usually. I, I retract the word hog. It was hurtful. It was unjustified. It was uh, judgmental. <laughs> but what I eat during those periods when I eat, it's just, so I ate almost an entire Papa John's pizza. Four donuts Ooh. and a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Ooh. That was my only eating yesterday. Shame. It's like 80% of my body Shame. at this point. You couldn't <laughs> have a half a banana at some point or a grape? Any protein? Yeah, the pizza. You got yeah, cheese pepperoni on there and, and pepperoni. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ronies, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's good lean protein. Milk there. in the cereal. There's some, there's some protein there. A little bit, yeah. I shouldn't do that when I'm 25. I certainly shouldn't do it now. I'm just, how are you feeling? I feel great. Do you? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. I felt great at the end of the day. I feel great now, and I'd like to do it again today. See, that's I mean, the problem. That's, that's kind of the elevator pitch of the the restricted yep. window. Like, it, you can eat much more It is a little disturbing. Random stuff. It is a little disturbing that I'm, I'm proving with experiment after experiment that if I limit my window of eating to about six hours, I can eat whatever I want and Ooh. not gain weight. Did you wow. eat that pizza in one sitting? Almost, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just pepperonis. I've had days. Large where, pizza? A large, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, but yeah, if you, <laughs> at least for me, the intermittent diet, I can eat practically whatever I want. Ah. So it's tough to get till noon, but once I get to noon, it's just, it's what do you got? <laughs> what do you got? Roar! <laughs> Feed me! I'm going to wash Cheat. down this pizza with chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> now some donuts. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so hopefully by publicly shaming myself, I've helped myself. What's what? What are you supposed to start with with the intermittent fasting? I did it for a while. I remember it was super hard for me to like not eat till eight when I first started. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I go till noon. I, I take a handful of pills in the morning mm-hmm. and my stu- and and then drink coffee, and my stomach was just on fire. Yeah. That was no good. I've thought about. I mean, because if if I could go, say, if I. Like a big old breakfast. Well, then I'd be sluggish at the beginning of the show. But if I were to take in some pretty good calories before the show and then not eat again till 6 o'clock at night, I could do like the opposite of what most people do, right? Sure. And then you set your alarm for 1 a.m. Have some cocktails. Set your alarm for 1 a.m. and have a ham. No. Do all your eating like no late night hams. No, I would no just late night hams. I'd have a nice dinner. I'd have some some wine or whatever I was in the mood for, and then get up in the morning, hit hit some nice protein before the show, and then just not eat till, again till six. I even did it while we were on our, our long road trip, and uh, I came back uh, lighter than when I left, and ate just crap. <laughs> that is the first time in history that's happened. Anybody's lost poorly. weight on vacation, I, unless you know you get uh, gonorrhea or. <laughs> or right. Montezuma's Revenge in Mexico. Or something. Those are completely different things. Well, you could get them both. 
I, I wouldn't on vacation. I wouldn't immediately start with the six hour window. Start no, that'd be twelve hour, ten hour, and then you know work your way down to a shorter time window. But starting just with the twelve hour thing, just to kind of get used to it, is, is perfectly fine. I bet there are a few people outside the homeless my age who have had as bad an eating day nutritiously as I did yesterday. I don't know. You see some big old boys running around. You I'll have to ask him. What, I'm going to start asking giant guys. What did you eat today? Guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you. Excuse me. Excuse me. I know this is a weird question, but like, yeah. what will you eat today? List everything you're going to eat today. I think that's a great idea. Why are you and punching definitely me? Definitely won't result in any beatings. <laughs> Live stream those interactions, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely put them on. What YouTube. if I said, "Here's what I ate yesterday" to kind of put us on the same footing, so that they know I'm not judging them in any right, way. Right. I ate a Papa John's pizza, four donuts, and a bowl of frost. What do you got? Yesterday. Yeah. How best, you can today? you best that? I think that's the if you if you are intent on doing this, I would take that approach. <laughs> All I know is this uh, golf course that I play at. They introduced the short rib grilled cheese sandwich. I'll take two. It's a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, with beef short rib chopped oh. up in it. Sure. What's not the like that? With some sort of aioli on there. There you go. Uh and I I ate it. On Sunday, as Judy and I were celebrating our anniversary. Did you tell it you loved it? Then I went right in front of her, (laughs) which was a little weird. Then I went back Monday and ate it again. And then Tuesday, I ate the half a sandwich my wife didn't eat on Sunday. There you go. So you've had one three days in a row. Three in a row. Yeah. (laughs) You got to keep the streak going. You had a half a sandwich from Sunday already on ice, shall we say. Yes. (laughs) You foregoed that one. Travel to the destination again Correct. and get a, an entire whole new one. That is right. Only to double back and eat the half sandwich the following day. You understand perfectly what happened. You know, it's only Wednesday. It's you should get Thursday and Friday in for the whole week. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I I would do that willingly. I will be there actually Friday, so I may have it again. Um. Uh. Yeah. See, Sean, the problem was I was very hungry on Monday, and there was only half a sandwich in the fridge, which would be like barely half enough. So it was. Big news last week when uh, some sponsors, did they pull from Tucker Carlson's show or claim they were going to or threaten to? Or Yeah, it was another one of those brokered situations. Uh, ad brokers uh, distribute your ads across a bunch of different cable TV shows so you can get males 45 to 54 years old and women, blah, blah, blah. They were not per se sponsors of Tucker. Like the Disney thing was just a mass buy, from what I understand. But uh, but they did say, don't put our ads on his show anymore. I watch at least part of his show every night, but I didn't see the stuff he talked about with the ratings. He's had got good ratings now. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. So he said, listen, I'm saying this not because I'm bragging about the ratings. And, and then I was very gratified by this. He said something we've said many times to y'all that we want you to understand. Cut 40. Millions and millions of Americans agree with you. You are not crazy. Your views are not evil. What is happening to this country right now is completely and totally wrong. And that will be obvious to everyone someday when our French Revolution has ended. How good are his ratings? Uh, most watched uh, host in cable news for last week is what I've been Oh, really? Saying, yeah. Um, uh, I know there's a lot of people that, that I, I like Tucker's show and... Uh... I don't like all of Tucker's show, but I like a lot of Tucker's show. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't agree with all his viewpoints, but I do agree with a lot of his viewpoints. So there you go. Well, um, unlike a lot of the social justice warrior types, uh, I don't require 100% no. agreement. No. With my friends or my commentators or the people whose no, columns I read. That's weird, because like, I'll watch his show or any other radio show I listen to or whatever and think, 
Boy, he's right on there. Then he'll do another segment. I think you're completely wrong there. Um, or you're over the top. Some right. of you don't agree with that, though. You won't allow that. It's, it's odd. But anyway, um, I had a point. Oh, I just as a broadcaster, as somebody who's been in this business and what Joe and I have done and everything like that, I really admire the fact that he took over the number one show in cable. And all his bosses, I guarantee you, wanted him to... Just try to keep that going. Replicate that show. Bill O'Reilly. Do what O'Reilly yeah. was doing. Right. And I'm sure in his mind he was kind of thinking, maybe I should just do what O'Reilly was doing. I'm taking over a slot. It's already got a built-in audience for the number one show. How do I just not lose those people? Talking Points believes you should make you should ape me. And if I ever see Tucker, I want to congratulate him on and just say, you're, you're my hero for the fact that you just decided I'm going to do exactly what I want. He did something completely different, O'Reilly. In many cases, the polar opposite you know. Oh, it's going to piss off O'Reilly's viewers. Mm-hmm. And he did it anyway, yeah. just to see if it would work. And it has worked very well for him. It's very hard to succeed creatively doing someone else's thing. It is, but everybody wants you to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they try to force you. And people yeah. try to do it all the time. And um, but I would rather fail on my terms than fail on somebody else's terms and wonder what would have happened if I'd tried it my way. That would be a miserable regret to carry with you the rest of your life. Try not to do that, my friends. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to jam this in because I think this is interesting. Here's There are several clips that came out yesterday like this. This is Joe Biden in 2007. Fewer police on the street preventing crime and protecting community means more crime. And it's as simple as that. It's not rocket science. Bunch of clips came out yesterday of uh, Joe Biden various times saying things like that. He said, uh, if you have a police on corner one, two, and three, you know where the crime is going to be? On corner four, so we need to get a policeman on that corner. Right. I mean, just and and I think, in, and this was being played, I think, by people that think it was going to da- damage Joe Biden, and it might among the super woke defund the police left. It might hurt him on Twitter. Which amounts to 15% of the population. But since, to get elected president, he's going to get all of Hillary's votes, He's going to get even more than that because uh, Hillary's was more dislikable. That chunk of America that voted for Trump or could vote for Trump, they hear this stuff where Joe Biden's actually one of us. He's a law and order guy. He's not a crazy woke weirdo. Right. He's not the he's not a defund the police. He's not the the squad. That stuff is going to help him. Right. If I were him, I'd want that stuff out there, certainly in certain parts of the country. It's funny how this is circled back to Tucker's assertion that you're not crazy. Him saying, yeah, we want to cop on that fourth corner. Most of black America, most, is going to hear that and say, good, good. Because you saw those poll numbers on defunding the police and everything like that. A huge numbers of black Americans are like, no, 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 no. We need better policing. We don't want anybody's neck knelt on. Uh, but my God, yeah, we need the police around here more than we got. So, yeah, if that's an effort to discredit him by the woke, woke left, for anybody, uh, it's not going to work. For anybody he loses on the campus left, I like that term. That's uh, a good term. And they might not vote anyway, because yeah. they, they often don't vote. For, right. for, for every one he loses on the campus <laughs> left, he picks up one and a half or two. Yeah. He may win, Somewhere in the middle. He may win blue states by less, but this is a gap closer in the Absolutely. swing states. Absolutely. Very good point. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, he was legitimately a hard-ass on crime mm-hmm. back in the day. That helps him. It doesn't hurt him. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to a new study from the CDC, most people are not using hand sanitizer correctly. They say you're supposed to rub your hands with sanitizer for 30 seconds, which is even longer than when you wash your hands. It's 20 seconds. The study was published in the Journal of Information. It would have been nice to have three months ago. Uh, How do you catch COVID-19 from the Wall Street Journal? There's a growing consensus. Fleeting encounters are less of a worry than close-up person-to-person interactions. That is important for the reopening and for businesses to stay open if there is a second wave to recognize how you spread this thing. Now that we know, no reason to close the businesses back down. You just got to keep people far away from each other in closed places. Right. Clearly, we're learning more and more. Is that possible to do at schools? I don't know. The uh, you know some of the more uh, picky and ridiculous aspects of this, you can't uh, you know rake a sand trap on a golf course and all. It's just nobody's going to get the coronavirus that way. We we well, need about, to get more buttoned up. On how about that. for the NBA for the league to come back? One of the requirements is if if the, they play cards, they have to start with a new deck. Right after every game of cards, they have to that's, throw away the diseased deck at that, the end. That's the dumbest one I've heard yet. Right. Plus, no doubles ping pong in their off time, even though the very nature of their sport is grinding and sweating and banging into each other, wearing shorts and a tank top. Ah, right. Ah, right. Some good news from Scott Gottlieb. He used to run the CDC. Is that right? He's on the cable news. He's a he's, he knows something. Here, here's what he knows. This is a very positive finding, uh, and it's a robust finding. It's a well done study. So I think it needs to be validated. But uh, it certainly suggests that this could be beneficial in this setting. I, I think this is an important finding. Uh, he's talking about the the steroid treatment that has been uh, making the rounds in the recent days. Of uh, it looks like a, a very promising treatment for something or for somebody who already has the disease which we hadn't right. really had up until now i hope to god he was the fda uh, not the cdc not <laughs> oh, okay. that it makes any difference um but so i hope that happens um 7-eleven has canceled its free slurpee day this year over social distancing concerns i'd forgotten no that. no once a year they have free slurpees now that my son has been introduced to the original slurpee at 7-eleven not the pale imitators that so many other places come up with mm. he's really a fan of the 70 slurpee although get out half of here, frozen puppy. sugar water slush puppy please i was at a 70 the a other mu- day <laughs> a lot of 70s are uh, are are the beyond sketchy and i was one at the other day and i swore off 70s for the rest of my life Mm. Uh, maybe you got one in a good neighborhood, but man, the one I was at. Ooh. Skanky? Oh, just, yeah, just scary all the way around. Um, and apparently we all got uh, trolled on this whole Paw Patrol thing. That's the kid's cartoon that features uh, uh, one of the dogs in a cop uniform. We and... got Paw Patrolled? Wow. What? <laughs> that was very good. What do you mean, what? You <laughs> child? So you have a little of a, a montage of people uh, concerned yeah. about this thing that happened? I certainly do. When you start seeing cancellations of such things like Paw Patrol. They believe there should not be police, peace, or even Paw Patrol. The Paw Patrol has also been canceled. Paw Patrol? If that goes, I'm moving into New Zealand. Chase, I guess, is the lead <laughs> character. German Shepherd Police Dog. My daughter loves Chase. Fire and prosecute Chase. I have a dog named Chase. Defund 
the Paw Patrol. 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 We should point out that there actually doesn't appear to be any genuine effort to cancel Paw Patrol. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but the reason, the reason it's not crazy that people bought it is that was the same day that Live PD and cops were announced they're going off the right, air, sure. and they and they yanked Gone with the Wind, the most famous movie of all time. The most successful movie of all time got yanked off HBO. So is that crazy that Paw Patrol would have been? Well, and I saw known activists saying why Paw Patrol was problematic. That any portrayal of the police in a positive way leads to blah, 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 institutional racism. So it wasn't a completely fake story. But the guy saying now Paw Patrol is canceled. Well, it wasn't. I don't think. Man, as soon as your kids age out of something, though, they have no interest in it. And so we've got so many Paw Patrols, blankets, pillows, lampshades, stuffies, just and the clothes. What's, what's a stuffy? Stuffed animal? Stuffed animal. Oh. They call them stuffies for some reason. That's I grew up with stuffed animal. But, um, um, it, but, it's very cumbersome. But as soon as they age out of it, they have no interest in it whatsoever. You got all this stuff. I guess you donate it to Goodwill and let other uh, small That's children That's exactly enjoy what you do. That's a great idea. Uh, kids without uh, much cash on hand might get a little Paw Patrol gear, make them happy for a little while. That's nice. I remember when you used to go to thrift stores and buy the 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 clothes and toys so the poor children couldn't <laughs> just because what? it's safe. Just walk out on money. the street breaking them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't recall those times. Sickening. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to a recent poll, fewer Americans have a negative view of Vice President Joe Biden than they did of Hillary Clinton. Said Clinton, stop asking people. Leave me out of your polls. (laughs) That is so funny. I love the cadence on the end. Leave me out of your polls. Seth Myers, who was the head writer at Saturday Night Live for years and then gave way to Colin Jost. Colin Jost has a new book coming out in a couple of weeks called A Very Punchable Face. <laughs> I agree, Colin. But, but anyway, it looks like a really interesting book about uh, comedy and showbiz and stuff like that. I'll probably give that a read. He's mm. a bright dude. He's um, still my mortal enemy because he's engaged to Scarlett Johansson, but he went to spied ha- your time. He went to Harvard. He's dating Scarlett Johansson. It's just, yeah. Yeah, A very punchable face. Yeah, what about cool inequity? When do I get some of his coolness? My phone just gave out on me. That's unfortunate because everything I want to do is on my phone. Uh, Some of it I can uh, remember, luckily. Um, Oh, my phone. No, my phone's not dead. It's doing that thing where the battery's low and it'll be like at 30% and just shut off. Then Mm. go to zero. Mm. That's when your phone's at the end. Lost its will to live. That's when your phone's at the end. Um, have you follow, been following the Howard Stern N-word controversy? No, so, I saw a blackface thing. but surfaced, surfaced the other day. He did some blackface and then did a routine where he dropped a lot of N-bombs in blackface. Um, this was, in, I think, in 93 or something like that. It doesn't really... Well, it hasn't mattered for some other people when they do it. It's the end of your career. He seems to be surviving it fine because this surfaced like a week and a half ago and it has gone nowhere. Donald Trump Jr. retweeted it to try to help get it going, but it just hasn't caught on. And that's fine with me. I don't think you should lose your job for having, 
use the N-word either in a satirical way or in an academic way to discuss the word. But so far, for most people, you haven't been able to do that. Right. For white people anyway. He's a lefty, so it's okay. As Stewie on Family Guy once said, it was okay, though, because Robin laughed. Well, that's literally what was going on in this. His defense was Robin wrote the bit, and she was involved in it. Robin Quivers? Quivers, yeah. His longtime sidekick, black woman. Yeah. But anyway, and I'm not I'm not howling for he should be in more trouble. I just would like this to always be the case, that if it was a satirical you know, view of people who use that word, or you're discussing it academically, then you can say it. You know, similar vintage, impact, and pay scale, Rush Limbaugh. If he had done that in the early 90s, it would be over. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another interesting story is this uh, woman, young woman, she and her friends had been locked up, or uh, locked down, rather, during the whole COVID thing, like so many of us, and they, they're all young. And they decided when things started to lighten up and the bars were open, we're going to the bar. And now she and 15 of her friends all, had, all have COVID-19. Whoa. The first night we go out, she said, the only thing we have in common is that one night we went to one bar and now we all have it. Wow. That's something. That's insane. How easily spread this thing is. We were not wearing masks. I think we all had a whole lot of out of sight, out of mind. It's open back up or okay uh, attitudes. But I wonder how many people had the vid in that bar. If it was just one super spreader, or if there are two, three folks who are positive, you don't know. Uh, over the weekend, Florida reported more than two thousand new COVID nineteen cases a day. As the state continues to reopen its beaches. Although there's not a lot of science to back up that opening the beaches is causing that, so. Oh, no, I, I think that's highly unlikely, uh, based but, on everything we know as of now. But the real question should be, and it does. I don't think it mentions it here in the article, uh, how sick are any of them? Are they like the vast majority of people who get this and are more or less fine? If that's the case, then whatever. Actually, if I get it's it, a positive. Yeah, if I get it and I don't, and if it doesn't really make me sick, well, now I'm immune to it, and I know I am. And the math being, um, if, if Jenny, we'll call the the main gal in the story who's telling it, Jenny, if Jenny doesn't get the vid at that bar, three weeks from now, uh, she gets it and goes to see Granny. Well, then Granny gets it, and Granny might die. But if she gets it now, she knows she has it, she gets immunity to it, then she becomes one of the, the herd that can't give it to Granny. So so at the point we get like 70% of us who have had it, um, then the vid just goes away because it can't find enough hosts to spread. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this, but is there a belief that like if I inhale a few droplets, I get a light version of it, but if I if I inhale more droplets, I get a worse version of it? Uh, I that was the belief for a long time, and I haven't never heard made, that restated. That never made sense to me because I always thought anything you catch, you either have it or you don't. Right. I think it has to do with whether there's enough virus to overwhelm your immune system or not, because they're saying it's an extended contact in a closed space with somebody who's got it. So extended contact to me suggests that, yeah, that's still true. Uh, as to how <laughs> as this, we speak moistly on each other, this young girl and her 15 friends that all got it from one night at one bar. She is sick. Uh, she's uh, writing a um, diary. She says, my COVID life day five since the onset 
onset of symptoms. Uh, Tuesday evening is when I was hit full force with aches, chills, fever, vertigo on top of fatigue and an awful cough. I also have no sense of smell and my sinuses are swollen. Wow. You know, if that's as bad as it gets, that's, uh, you know, not great, but it can get a hell of a lot worse. I know if I were in that situation, I'd be scared to freaking death. Yeah. Yep. Because, man, it goes from that to you're dead in a couple of days for some people, mm-hmm. including young, healthy people. Yeah. Not very many nope. young, healthy people, but it does sometimes. Okay, now I'm freaked out. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm still trying to avoid the dang thing. Austrian man have fined a, uh, I'm sorry, take two. Austrian police have fined a man 500 euros for breaking wind loudly in front of police. An aggressive scent. A move that's <laughs> a crime? A move that the Austrian. I think it ought to be. Uh, the Capitol's police force was at pains to defend Tuesday. He was fined for offending public decency. City police wrote on Twitter that, of course, no one is reported for accidentally letting one go. They added that the man had behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during an encounter with the coppers. He got up from a park bench, looked at the officers, and let go a massive intestinal wind, apparently with full intent, said the police report. It's a sick enough. And our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much. With full intent? Right. <laughs> he broke wind at them uh, Premeditated. Premeditatedly, exactly. We can't allow that, or perhaps we can. <laughs> 500 euros. That's about 565 bucks, Jack. I remember when 500 euros was a thousand bucks or more. It's a good time to go to Europe, except you might get the vid. I don't find flatulence funny, as you know. Um, that's uh, really the wheelhouse of the, the child, the young child, even. Um, but there was one hilarious story, and I don't remember all the details now, when I was reading one of those books about 9 11. Which of the horrifying terrorists was it that oh, they got? One of the biggest it ones. It was KSM. Oh, it was KSM. Yeah, you're yeah. right. When they were interrogating him. And he... Oh, my God. They interrogated him for days, obviously, you know, and they waterboarded him, whatever it was, a hundred sometimes and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then they finally asked him about (laughs) a dirty bomb, (laughs) a nuclear dirty bomb. And then he acted like they had broken him. This is a true story, folks. It really is. Go ahead. Well, and he said... All right, I'll tell you. He acts like he can't talk very loud. He acts like he's broken or whatever. And then the F, I think it was FBI agents. They Come get closer. In, they get in really, closer, they get in really, him. really right. close. And then he lets one rip real big, and he says, now that's toxic. <laughs> you got to let him go at that point. <laughs> to that ash chief history. I know, I know you planned 9-11, but that's that was a good one, sir. That's a good one. <laughs> you know. We're going to move you to this bigger cell with a nice living room and out of sheer admiration. That was in a serious book, like a dead serious book. Oh, yeah. About interrogation and... (laughs) Now that's toxic. (laughs) See, my mouth was open. You got me real good. You got me real good, sir. Well done. Wow. That's so bad. I wonder if that... That story should not exist. (laughs) Uh, That story should not exist. It's wrong. I wonder if that led to the next 100 waterboardings that were all because of that. We know you don't know anything. We're just doing it anyway. (laughs) Fart my first. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just said the word. Yeah. (laughs) Busted. That's like just the second time I've ever said that word in my entire life. I feel dirty. Gotcha. Ew. You know, that story's so great and so hilarious, but it's like finding out that Charles Manson like knock-knock jokes or something. I just yeah. I shouldn't know this. Right. And I shouldn't yeah. be amused by no. it. No. And I'm ashamed, but I'm still laughing. Yeah. I'll try to stop laughing, and then we'll come back and finish strong.
Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's the president of Brazil's name? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Exactly. Bolsonaro. There you go. Uh, anyway, he is. Uh, he's a, he's attacking governors who want to impose restrictions. They have no restrictions in the country of Brazil currently <coughs> on the whole COVID thing. Mm. They're about to become the world leader in cases and deaths. Wow. Which is astounding. Give me the population of Brazil, but it's obviously not even close to that of. China or the United States, the current leaders and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. Well, China, asterisk, uh, nobody about knows. 210 million. Okay. It's a good-sized country. It is a good-sized country. But anyway, so for whatever reason, he doesn't believe in any sort of restriction on the economy or anything like that. He's attacking governors who have imposed restrictions. He threatened to host large bar- barbecues nationwide in spite of public health advice. Hmm. Uh, for some reason, he's doing that. And they are on their way. By the end of July, they believe they will surpass the United States' total death count. Mm. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. As of yesterday, Brazil had more than almost a million case infections and more than 45,000 deaths, and it's growing at almost 4,000 a day. We never hit numbers that high. Almost 4,000 deaths a day, and they might pass us by the end of next month. That's what happen, can happen in a country if you don't do anything. No social distancing, no nothing. Wow. Boy, there's a good test case for you. We were talking earlier about the NBA coming back in the 112-page rule book for the short season and playoffs, all of which will take place at uh, Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando. Uh, there are 22 teams involved. Uh, some of the highlights, doubles ping pong is prohibited. Uh, during off hours. You can play singles, but not doubles, even though you grind and sweat on each other all the game long. And I assume they practice, or they're going to have practices where they sweat and grind on each other all day long. No headsets during video gaming, because we we know if you plug your ears, the COVID has nowhere to escape. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have no idea what that's about. Uh, card playing is loud, but each deck of cards must be thrown away after every use. Uh, players are avoid to, uh, asked to avoid spitting or clearing their nose, snot rockets. Gross. Wiping the ball with their jersey, licking their hands, or fiddling with their mouth guard during the games, etc., etc. Two rows of the bench with the back row in uh, masks and all sorts of stuff. Then <clears throat> I saw this in the Wall Street Journal, that sports around the world are kind of creeping back. But they're, they're wrestling with the whole crowd, fake crowd noise or no fake crowd noise thing. In Germany, they're calling them, uh, where is that term? No, no. Uh, I bet it sounds Geister, aggressive. Geisterspiele. Yep. Or ghost games. Played in empty stadiums and robbed of the roar of the crowd. Very strange. Had to continue. I had a continuous urge to look for the unmute button, said one guy who was watching it. I, my, my initial thought is fake crowd is stupid, but it's possible that I watch a half an NBA game in silence and think, Fake crowd noise would be better than this. Yeah, I guess. Um, and it, you're saying it starts Tuesday? 
No, no. The so teams start to uh, locate in their markets Tuesday, begin to fill out their rosters. You'll have an increased roster size. The games won't start for another couple weeks. Oh, okay. There you go. I gotta believe that your eight seeds or the teams that might not even make the playoffs don't really want to go do this. Yeah, but it, getting back to the crowd noise thing, they're they're finding for European soccer games and everything. They're using pre-recorded cheers and chants and and. And uh, stuff like that, and people are actually liking it better than the silence. They just said it was too weird. I could believe that. Yeah. If if you mic the floor and I get to hear the players, I think I would enjoy that. But if it's just going to be silence and the announcers, like you're not going to mic the players to avoid all the f bombs, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I can see how fake crowd noise would be better. And they say it sounds pretty authentic. They're broadcasting those Korean baseball games on ESPN, I guess. Um, and, and they're using the fake crowd noise, and they say it sounds pretty good. <laughs> Those things also have like random, kind of big stuffed animals sitting in the seats behind home plate. It's some pretty funny screenshots <laughs> that I've seen about the Korean baseball games. Now, a couple of channels like Espen and uh, and Sky Sports will carry games on two channels: one with fake fan noise, one without. And you can watch whichever one you want. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing we're not going to hear the court. The court. Any sounds from the court? Well, if if they offer two feeds, you'll get the choice, obviously. But if they don't, then no, you probably won't hear much. I just don't see it. It's, just, it's never seemed doable to me. There's no way you're going to keep a bunch of very competitive 20-something millionaires who are used to saying whatever they want from using really terrible language. Mm-hmm. Which means... have an NC-17 on the, uh, the No Crowd Noise channel. I, I want that so much. I want to hear what they're saying. Whenever they mic up a player... Well, it's usually pretty bland because they get the league gets approval of what gets released. Yep. Um, but whenever like they listen in on a caddy and a golfer discussing a shot or something, it's, it's super cool. And anytime you you do have a coach uh, instructing a player, and not the usual play hard defense here, guys. Defense is what wins championships. <laughs> rebound, because that, that's right. Rebound, right. You guys got to rebound. That's usually what you hear, but whenever you hear something authentic, it's really, really cool if you're a fan. I would love to hear more, but I just... Would players be worried they could destroy their whole career with one, especially now, even more now than a month ago, politically correct this or that? Just blow up your entire career, all your endorsements with one mischosen phrase. It could be. of music that is but I, i'd like to hear more of it is that bjork here's your host <laughs> joe getty hey let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room keeps us on the air what's your final thought michael yeah the fourth of july is the hot dog eating contest and jack said he ate a pizza in one sitting you've got two weeks to train jack yes you could get in this contest make the family proud you'd be a real rudy story you know <laughs> would be. an unlikely champion a walk-on <laughs> oh exactly <laughs> Positive Sean's our producer. Sean, a final thought? Yeah, from what I've been hearing, most of the pushback against mic'd up players is not about profanities. It's about they don't want, hey, that guy can't shoot. Go, don't guard him. It's it's more about the strategies and, and, oh, okay. and personal. Like it's, it's less about the vulgarities. Interesting. Mm, very good. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I'm going to do a little research to see if I can prove my theory that these clips of Joe Biden from years ago coming out where he sounds like a real law and order pro police guy i think that stuff is going to help him get elected not hurt him as it's being portrayed 
on Fox and other channels. Right. Yeah, I would agree. My final thought, uh, back to the NBA thing, the rules, that players will have the opportunity to wear a proximity alarm that will go off if somebody comes within six feet of you for more than five seconds. What the hell is that? Where do I buy one of those? Oh, yeah, no kidding. Where do I get it? I'm sorry. You can't be this close to me for this long. I'm afraid for, for health reasons, you need to move far away from me. Oh, every close talker has ever stood on my toes at every cocktail party I've been at. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? I'm sorry. You have to back up. We, our, we had a boss who was a close talker once. Man, he was like nose to nose when he talked. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, boy. Armstrong and Getty, we're wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there. If there's a little delay today, be uh, be patient. We're changing platforms, blah, blah. You don't care about the details, but... Uh, you can also email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of cool swag there. Whatever you need, buy yourself a T-shirt, huh? What, are you going to run around naked? No. Get yourself some clothing. <laughs> Sick. Clothing the naked. That's what we do. Yep. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Fuck <laughs> <Fart> my face. <laughs> oh my God, I just said the word. Yeah. <laughs> Busted. Armstrong and Getty.